0: Welcome to The Tilted Halo. This is a new podcast, and it's for anybody who's a woman in ministry. You might be a pastor like myself, a bishop, a priest, a rabbi, music minister, elder, children's minister, whatever your title is, you're absolutely in the right place, especially if you're someone who loves your ministry and you're doing it well and you're feeling pressure to sometimes be perfect and deep down inside you know you're not, and how in the world to deal with that. And men, you're absolutely welcome here too, because this is about ministry, and the same thing can happen to you. So you're all in the right place. Let's get started with the show. you got to know the whole story. Now, that's true of our faith story. So, I mean, you got to know the beginning, the middle, and the end of the faith story. But You also got to know the story of our faith community. It's really important to know that whole story because, well, it can give you a lot of clues as to things that are going on, how people think, where things go, and the nature of that community. And of course, I have a story about knowing the whole story. It was a congregation that um, I served with my husband, uh, who was also a pastor. And part of what was going on was in, well, we got there and about two years after we arrived, uh, the husband of a member passed away. And this was a gentleman in his 40s, so there was um, the widow and her two children who were still at home, but uh, one was um, around 18 or 20 years old, and the other one was uh, not, Was about four years younger. Anyway, they were still at home, and the church has a cemetery located right next, next to the church building. And the policy of the cemetery said, bylaws, said that um, members and a spouse of a member could be buried in the church cemetery for free. So that was the request, and a space was found for this gentleman to be buried uh, near where the widow's parents had space in the cemetery. And the burial took place and everything, you know, seemed to go okay with all of that. But a few months later, we began to hearing began hearing that there was something going on. There was a problem uh, or somebody was not happy. And it turns out that there was another member who believed that the space where this gentleman was buried belonged to his family, part of his family plot, even though the bylaws of the church cemeteries very specifically said there are no family plots and that um, there was no designation that indicated that family plots existed. The records of the church cemetery had shown that the space where the gentleman was buried was not assigned so that it was open and available. This eventually evolved into a lawsuit. Yes, a civil lawsuit um, between the unhappy member and the church board uh, and congregation and the widow of this gentleman. And it's... (laughs) became a very long, protracted type of procedure. Uh, Went through arbitration, which was not binding, and um, the finding of the arbitrator was to let the dead lie in peace, and the uh, plaintiff in the case did not agree with that, so he pushed for having a trial on that. Um, And got wound up in the courts and then into the um, denominations bylaws or laws about how to settle arguments. And so it was going through that whole procedure. And it took six years to go through this. But in the midst of this time, the congregation celebrated its 150th anniversary, and as part of that celebration, I dug into some of the family history, family, the, the congregation's history, the congregation family history, and found out um, and reaffirmed what I'd heard many years before that the congregation started as a dispute between members where. Uh, over how to keep records or whether to keep records uh about holy communion and participation in that and it seemed to have been kind of an amicable split at that time because for a while they both groups worshipped in the same building until the part of the congregation that eventually became the congregation where we were serving uh built their own building um but it was kind of an amicable agreement at that point. Um, Yet it was a split and it was over some sort of disagreement. But also during that time, I had a conversation with one of the members of the congregation uh, who was kind of a a local church historian, a local uh, person who dug into uh, the ancestry of people of the area. And he told me a story that I had never heard in the congregation. Or I shouldn't say, he told me kind of the rest of the story that was part of the bigger story. And part of the history of the congregation was that um, in, I think it was 1890, 1865 the then church structure burned. And this is a congregation located in the southern part of the United States. And I had assumed that the fire was uh, something related to the Civil War. Well, it may have been, but I learned that there was more to the story than that. It turns out that the fire was not because of the Union Army. It was because there was a member in the congregation who was upset with another member of the congregation. And the upset member hired someone to burn the church down. But this person who was hired did not want, didn't think it proper that the pulpit Bible and the communion where should go up in smoke with the fire. And so removed that and hid that in uh, some place, kind of like a hollow log or something in a wooded area. Well, those things eventually got found. So it became quite obvious that this was not uh, an accident. I have no idea what happened to the the person who actually started the fire. But the reality is that the gentleman who was telling me the story said that his father, who had also been kind of the church historian and local historian of the area, had known who it was that had started, had hired to have the fire set. But when his son now in his 80s and telling me the story, had asked his father, who was this? His father refused to tell him. And the reason was that there were still descendants of that person who were members of the congregation, and he did not want those descendants to be labeled or kind of saddled with the actions of an ancestor. And so the father took that information with him to the grave. And hearing this in the midst of this lawsuit was to me a very powerful story about forgiveness and grace in the midst of that time. And I asked the gentleman who was telling me the story if I could share that with the congregation because as far as I knew, nobody knew that part of the story. And he agreed. And so I shared that on next, the next Sunday. And it was one of those times where even with lifelong members of the congregation, and there were many in that congregation, I could tell by their expressions, they had never heard that story. You could have heard a pin drop, proverbially, when I was sharing that part of the story. Because no one knew that. And being able to share that story. Now, I didn't say anything directly about the the lawsuit with the cemetery, nothing. The texts for the day were about forgiveness, and that was a story about forgiveness. But it reminded me, and it reminded everybody and anybody who was listening, about the power of forgiveness. The power of grace in the midst of things, and even in the midst of the time that they were in at that particular point. Knowing, not knowing that part of the story was something that would have been forever lost because the gentleman who told me died not maybe a year or so later before the lawsuit was settled. And it would have been lost in the life of that congregation because that gentleman had three sons who were members of the congregation, but I'm not sure they even knew the story. There was no indication from any of them that they had heard that from their father. And so it's really important to learn the life stories, the stories of the, the history of the congregation, and what's going on? That congregation now, as from what I've been told, is going through another time of some disagreement amongst members about how to do certain things. And that seems to be a cycle within the life of that congregation. But I just hope and pray that the story of the forgiveness that was shared with me that i shared with the congregation gets told and retold and retold as much and as often as the story about the fire which i had known about before as much as the story about the lawsuit which got into the the local newspapers and things like that as well so i'm not sharing a story out of um out of school, so to speak. All of those stories are really valuable. They're lessons for us. They're opportunities to look at ourselves, to see the potential that's there, to see our own failings and weaknesses, but also to see and hold the light of God's love in the midst of those times. So how much do you know about the story of the community that you serve? How much have you talked with the older members of the congregation and asked them about the story, especially those who've been there for a long period of time? Talk with them. Listen. Listen to what they share about how that congregation has grown and developed about the things that were important not important the the struggles and the disagreements that were there those are all important things and you know there's the other thing i want to share with you in the in the midst of this is there were i served on a committee Uh, for a number of years within um, the state uh, where I live and where the congregation is that I was serving at the time with the cemetery lawsuit. Um, And the congregations within the state were updating the history of all of the congregations within the state. And it Turned out to be a very big project, far bigger than any of us thought it would be initially, and told the the big picture story of the history. Uh, and then there was a vol that was one volume, and then there was a volume with every one of the congregations getting to tell their story, and then a volume about all of the uh, professional faith leaders who've served uh, in any of these congregations and a little bit of their story. But that volume where each of the congregations in the state was invited to share their story Most of the time what was shared was, well, in this year this building was built and the next one was built in that year and we painted in this year and there was a new organ put in then and we had these people as our pastors or faith leaders along the way. That's great. That's all well and good. But what about the rest of the story? What about those stories of the struggles that you've been through? Yes, there were some congregations where there had been fires in more recent years, and they shared some of that in their history. But that they I don't know of any of them that shared a struggle, that shared a, a, a conflict and how they resolved that. I don't know of any of them that shared that. Most of the time, it was the dates and the events the data, or data, however you want to pronounce that, um, the kinds of things that too often are the sum total of what we learn in a history book. But the real history is the people and how we respond to things. It's the grace, it's the forgiveness that's there. That's the power. That's the gold in the story. So, Do some excavating within your faith community and talk to the older members. Talk to the people who've been in leadership positions. Learn some of the rest of the story. The good, yes, but also some of the difficult things because they can be roadmaps for people for the future. So until next time, Look for your story, the whole story. It's powerful. It's important. It's part of God's story within you and for your ministry. Come back next time for another edition of The Tilted Halo. You have been listening to Tilted Halo with me, Kathleen Panning. What did you think about this episode? I'd really like to hear from you. Leave me some comments. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode. And catch another upcoming episode for more conversation on ministry, life, mindset, and a whole lot more. Go to www.TiltedHaloHelp.com where I've got a resource guide and other resources waiting for you. And be sure to say hi to me, Kathleen Panning, on LinkedIn. See you on the next episode.